You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Revive Her, a transformative space where we break down walls to unearth the incredible power that lies within every woman. We're your hosts, Haley and Noel. Dive into candid conversations about entrepreneurship, faith and relationships, and the journeys that define us. Whether you're a woman who's walking the path of self-discovery or someone who desperately needs to feel understood, Revive Her is your safe space to learn, heal, and grow. Are you ready? In a world obsessed with unrealistic beauty standards where the perfect body is shoved down our throats, a positive self-perception is nearly impossible. In this episode, we're challenging society's toxic ideals and helping you reclaim a love for yourself. I feel like this is something that every woman can relate to. Each of us struggle with this body dysmorphia, with this body image issue. So we're going to help you today on understanding body dysmorphia versus body image, but also giving you some things that you can do to help overcome this. So what's the difference? I think sometimes we loosely throw around that term and and we like joke, like, I have body dysmorphia. I feel so fat and ugly today. (laughs) But like there is a difference. I think every woman either currently struggles or has struggled with negative body image, but obviously there's a clinical diagnosis of body dysmorphia. So what's the difference? Body image is the way that you think or feel about your body. Your body image may be positive. It may be negative. It may be somewhere in between. It most likely fluctuates. Everyone's relationship with their body is different. Significant life events, such as having a baby or even going through chemotherapy can change your body image. And then we have body dysmorphia, and that's characterized by obsessive negative thoughts about your physical appearance. So people who have developed body dysmorphia may become intensely preoccupied with their flaws or their defects that are just not seen by other people. So you might focus on weird moles that you have or eye (laughs) bags or like you think your love handles are just abnormally large. And that's all you see when in reality, like no one's ever noticed that about you. I do this sometimes, like when I see a photo of myself, it's like I see myself in this photo and I look a certain way Mm -hmm. and people are like, 
you are crazy. Yeah. Like you do not look like that, but it's like my mind mm-hmm. is trained to see myself a certain way. Yeah. And even my husband is like, you have lost your mind. <laughs> like you do not yeah. look like that. But I feel like we do that as women. Like we yeah. pick ourselves apart and then it's like we automatically just zone in on like our flaws. Mm-hmm. I read a really crazy stat the other day and among adults who actually have body dysmorphia, of those report having thoughts of suicide and 44% of those have actually attempted to end their own lives. Oh my gosh. And that's like a really startling. That's crazy. That's just a startling stat to know that as women, our body image issues can take us to the brink of not wanting to even be here anymore because Mm -hmm. society pushes that you're not pretty if you're not a size two or if you don't have flawless skin or, you know, you know, all the things that women want to look like. And it's just not reality like I saw a I saw a picture of Cardi B the other day and everyone knows that Cardi B has the most voluptuous booty (laughs) and like it's just you know she's known for her butt and it was an unedited photo of her on stage at a concert and there was just so much cellulite and like it just looked like a real woman yeah and I loved it I was like that is what we look like as women like that is like you see these airbrushed pictures of her and you're like man why don't I look like her (laughs) and then you see the real version of it and it's the same woman it's just in a different perspective and a light and it's like that's 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 normal like and I wish we saw that more out of people that are on social media or celebrities tv all the things i love too that it's kind of becoming a movement Mm -hmm. like people are normalizing skin texture they're normalizing like normal bodies but also big name brands are too Mm -hmm. like i went to airy the other day to get some new jogging pants and i noticed like the women in the advertisements in the store like Mm -hmm. in their branding i'm like man they were not edited at all that's cool and i'm like this really just makes me one want to spend more money but two just feel like man that's what i'm gonna look like in this you know and it's just it's relatable yeah and i feel like that it's a movement that needs to continue on Mm -hmm. i've seen tiktok videos where it's these like fitness influencers and these like really toned beautiful fitness people and it's like you know, the Instagram versus reality thing. So they have their pose, like they look so good in the gym and then the camera cuts and they show you the reality of it. And so they have a pudge or they have, they still have cellulite on their thighs or they show their skin texture. And Mm -hmm. it's like, ah, like that just goes to show lighting is everything. Yes, it is. Filters (laughs) are everything. And you can look freaking hot and then also look real too. And like yeah. I just eat those videos up because it just makes me feel better about myself. Yeah, it is real. I love that too. Okay, so what are the signs of negative body image? We're going to give you some key points. And so these are some signs that you can follow if you feel like maybe, oh man, that's me. Like I've read a few of these and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's me. Yeah, if you <laughs> need me. to assess, me, like if me. you're not sure that you yes. have a negative body image, if you're nodding yes to any of these, you might have a negative body image. Yes. Okay. Number one, ooh, this is me <laughs> being unable to accept a compliment. And what I do and what probably a lot of you guys do is when someone compliments me, I immediately combat it with something negative yeah so people will be like oh my gosh your hair like looks so beautiful right and then I'll be like oh my gosh I hate it yeah <laughs> like yeah, I hate yeah. it today it looks so bad and my mom always says like I'm a blessing blocker like people will try to like build me up mm-hmm. and all this she's like and you block every single blessing coming your way so something I've started doing 
is just saying thank you. Yep. Instead of like just word vomiting, just saying, oh my gosh, thank you. Mm -hmm. Like, I appreciate that so much because it makes the person giving you the compliment feel like garbage Mm -hmm. when you combat it with something negative, you know? So just say thank you and keep rolling. And I want to say this too. Like I used to struggle and I guess if I'm honest, maybe sometimes I still struggle. Uh, I try to do that exact same thing is just simply say thank you. And I was like, if I say thank you and I don't combat it, they're going to think I think I'm pretty. <laughs> I agree. And they're going to think that I'm like, have this huge, like yes. self-inflated ego by just being like, mm, okay, yeah, I'm so high. Like, and it's not like, that doesn't mean that. No. So like, if you have that same thought of, I don't, well, I don't want to seem like overly arrogant by just saying thank you. It's, that's not the perception. No. Just say thank you. Yes. Okay. Next, your mood is significantly shaped by how you think you look that day. Man, I am guilty. Like I was literally yesterday, I was like crying to my husband that I was like, I'm so fat. Like, and I yeah. was like depressed in my mood. Like he was like, are you okay? Yeah. And I was like, no, I'm fat and ugly. I'm not okay. And I just had an awful mood all day because I woke up and I looked in the mirror and I didn't like what I saw. Yeah. And that is mental. <laughs> like, yeah. It's not normal. It's like we are our own worst enemy mm-hmm. for sure. Next is constant comparisons to others. I feel like this happens because we live in this social media world Mm -hmm. that we're constantly comparing our lives. We're comparing our homes. We're comparing our kids. Like Mm -hmm. we're comparing our dogs. We are comparing everything to everyone on the internet. And so this is something that I have shared this before but I only follow people that inspire me. Mm -hmm. And I might follow a bunch of people, but I hide them. Like I hide them on my feed because whenever I open my social media, I want to be inspired. I don't want to feel like, man, my kids are crazy or man, my house isn't good enough, (laughs) you know? So follow people that inspire you. Next is only posting edited photos or videos on social media. Ooh, baby. Okay, so I'm going to tell on myself here because when I first started in doing like makeup tutorials online, you can't hide on a live video. It's like you press live and girl, you're in all of your glory. And I used to struggle so much with this. Like, I do not want to go live. I cannot show my face without Mm -hmm. like a filter or whatever on it. But the more I started going live and just seeing that, man, the way I look is so relatable. Mm -hmm. Like people can relate to this so Mm -hmm. much. That's what has fueled me for four years. And there's nothing, we're not saying there's anything wrong with using filters or editing your pictures, but it's when you cannot post something of yourself without doing that because of the way it makes you feel. It's the mentality behind it. Like we all use filters. We all edit our stuff. Like that's normal, but it's when you can't, do it without doing that or you feel so ugly or so inadequate that you have to use a filter that's when it's like okay I have a really skewed negative body image Mm -hmm, definitely okay next is you use negative phrases such Mm -hmm. as ugly or disgusting to describe yourself what I just say (laughs) this is something I've had to really challenge myself with because I'm so bad to be like you were yesterday and just look at myself and say like, man, I am so fat or like, man, I look awful or mm-hmm. like I'm hideous or, yep. and I say those things to myself and then I turn around and my daughter is looking at me, mm-hmm. you know, and 
I read this thing one time that we're teaching our kids how to love themselves. Oh, yeah. And that has really convicted me because I'm so bad. Mm -hmm. I won't even think about it. I'll just be like, man, I'm so fat. Like if I'm driving down the road and I feel nasty about myself, just down, like maybe I ate horribly Mm -hmm. that day. I'll just say that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, they're listening, Mm -hmm. you know, like they're listening to everything that I say. And so, and people on the internet, like they're listening. So when we cut ourselves down and we're in this position of like making an impact, we really have to like, check ourselves Mm -hmm. on this and like scientifically chemically when our brain hears certain phrases over and over Mm -hmm. we believe it true so like the more you say I'm ugly or I'm this or that your brain will start to actually like take that as truth Mm -hmm. and you become that to yourself not permanently anything can change but you it just gets deep rooted in you yeah your thoughts become your life Mm -hmm. Next is seeking constant reassurance from others that their looks are okay. We've all gone fishing. If you say you've not been fishing before, you're lying. We've all been guilty of fishing for those compliments. <laughs> you know what is I love is the people that you give compliments to and they're like, I'll take it. Yeah. Like I will take anything. And I love that. Yeah. I'm like, it always just makes my heart so happy. But they're like, I'll take anything you want to give me. But mm-hmm. I have felt that like, even with Drew, like, okay, I will build myself up. Like if he says I look good, I look good. But if he doesn't even acknowledge me, then it's, you know, I look bad. It's going to be a bad day, Mm -hmm. you know? And then I place this like expectation on him and he has no idea. He's just like completely innocent Mm -hmm. in it. So women are crazy. Uh, Yeah. As I read these, I'm (laughs) like, man, we are crazy. Okay. Next is consistently distorted body image. That was me. Whenever I see a picture of myself, I don't see me. Yeah. It's like I see this distorted just version of mm-hmm. me. And so I can relate to that for sure. Chris gets so put out with me. It's I'm like laughing when he hears this. He's just me like, yes. But like day to day, I'll be like, I'll look in the mirror and he's like, you know, I'm really not that ugly. Like, <laughs> I'm really not as ugly as I thought I was. And then like the very next day, I'll be like, I am so ugly. And he's like, can you just pick? can you just stick on one like I don't even care which one it is like can you just stick with one of them and I flip up all the time (laughs) and like in the moment I'm believing whichever positive or negative it is I'm like man I'm not that bad today (laughs) like he's like I wear him out with it I wear myself out with it what is that one like it's a tiktok sound or something it's like I like a girl that can slay one day or something (laughs) it's like it's balance baby that's what it's called okay belief that if you could reach your beauty goals then you would be happier Mm, that's a big one yeah I'm not gonna say that good skincare doesn't make a difference because (laughs) it does you know and this is something that like I always train on on my page is that it's okay to feel more confident because you've worked on your body Uh or because you have worked on your skin like that's something I always say like I'm 32 but I'm really proud of the skin but Mm -hmm. what I have to understand is that that doesn't mean that I'm successful yeah like that doesn't mean that I'm powerful that doesn't mean anything about who I am and Mm -hmm. so many times we just like we cling to that Mm -hmm. and we hold on to man if I could just have flawless skin like I would be so successful Mm -hmm. or if I could just have flawless skin like I would be so perfect or like for me man if I could just get back to this goal weight like I would be the most powerful version of myself and it's just simply not true it's it's when it becomes your identity like yes there's nothing wrong I mean of course 
obviously when we have really smooth, good skin, we're going to feel better about ourselves. We're going to want to show up more like we feel pretty. And then when we have a bunch of acne on our face from our periods or whatever it is, of course we don't feel as pretty, but we, it doesn't like exactly what you said. It doesn't tie back to our worth. It doesn't tie back. Nothing changes other than, Oh, I have a pimple today or Mm -hmm. my eye bags are bigger today or whatever. It's when it becomes your identity and it affects how you go about your day. That's when it's like, okay, I have a negative body image and I need to work on this. Yeah. And understanding that, yes, you might feel better and yes, you may look better, but your happiness and being truly fulfilled is never going to be filled Mm -hmm. by any of those things. Okay. Next is you equate thinness or other physical features with success, perfection, or happiness. Exactly what we just just said. said. Yeah. Yeah. But women do this. I see women do this every single day in my job that they really do equate how they look and they equate, Mm -hmm. you know, all of these things to how successful they're going to be. And what we don't realize is that success comes from obviously consistent action in your business, but by sharing your story and being real and being raw and being relatable. So while everyone's trying to have this perfect, you know, look online, the true power is in saying, hey, my skin's not perfect. Hey, my body's not perfect. You know, that's how you find your people. All right, next. Woo, this is me. An (laughs) ongoing fear of gaining weight. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's just every woman has a fear. I would venture to say, let me say that, that every woman fears gaining weight because society equates having any type of weight on you. Mm -hmm. You're not pretty. Yeah, definitely. I've let this get to me in the past. And truly, I feel like I've just come to a place in my life, probably in the last year or so, where I'm proud of me. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm proud of what I've accomplished. Like, I'm proud of all I've been through. And I know that this body carried me there, Mm -hmm. you know, but I do have this fear. And I know this is from which we're going to talk a little bit deeper about this. But this is things I've been through in the past. Mm -hmm. I think that I have to work through trauma. It's a trauma response. And so we'll talk about that a little bit later. But just that fear is always related, it seems like, to trauma. Yeah. And last, feelings of shame about yourself or your body. Mm -hmm. And what I think that means, the way I, I take that is, um, if my stomach is more bloated or swollen and I wear like a tight shirt, like I'm going to go out and be like embarrassed of that. Like I have mm-hmm. shame if, you know, my stomach's bigger or if my face is swollen or mm-hmm. something like, so if you have shame about certain parts of your body and you're like embarrassed for other people to see you, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. I know there's been seasons of my life where I feel shame because I've let myself go in that season. And it's like, you get so busy with life. You get so busy with business. You get so busy with your kids. It's like you let yourself go and then you do take a good look at yourself and you're like, man, and then that shame, it just like, it takes you over. Yeah. So I want to give you guys insight. Noelle and I have two totally different experiences and perspectives with body image on two different ends of the scale, which I really like. Mm -hmm. So if you will share your struggles with body image and weight and what that's been like for you. Yeah, for sure. So in high school, I was always super thin. I was always like in shape. I had a six pack when I graduated (laughs) high school. I'm proud of that still at 32. I had a six pack, but I was constantly, I was a pageant girl. And I always say like, I love the pageant world, but my daughter, I pray she never enters Mm -hmm. the pageant world because it is a constant just season of comparison. It's a constant like reminder that your body 
needs to be perfect mm-hmm. all the time. And so I was thin. I mean, when I graduated high school, I probably weighed like 120 pounds. Like I was always thin. And then it was like, as I graduated and as I got into college and as I, you know, met Drew and then we got married, I started gaining weight mm-hmm. rapidly. And it was like, I didn't even recognize myself mm-hmm. anymore. And a lot of it is genetic and that's scary to me too. It's mm-hmm. like, man, I, I really have to stay healthy for my kids. But in that season of being a pageant girl and being a cheerleader and all of this, like I had eating disorders. And mm-hmm. so I remember being like 16, 15, it being either like a pageant day or prom day. And I would literally eat cottage cheese. Mm -hmm. Like I would live on cottage cheese and I would starve myself. Mm -hmm. And I fell into it before I even realized like, man, this is a problem. Like Mm -hmm. this is really something that I'm battling is these eating disorders of like starving myself to look a certain way. And even today at 32, I can easily fall back into this of Mm -hmm. like, I become obsessed. Okay. How many calories did I eat? Like how, how, what did I put into my body today? Like, did I exercise enough? Am I in this calorie deficit? And so I battled these eating disorders through high school. And once I met Drew, it was like the love bug bit me, you know, (laughs) and that freshman 15 of marriage. (laughs) Yes. And I gained a hundred pounds. And that's a lot, like that's Mm -hmm. a lot of weight for people to gain. And then I got pregnant. And so I gained with Oakley, I think I only gained like 18 pounds, but I was already heavier. Like when I got pregnant Mm -hmm. with him and then come sailor and I gained over 60, I think 65 pounds or something crazy like that. And so I remember when I had her in the hospital, like they weigh you when, when you get there yeah. and then they weigh you when you leave and you just assume like, man, I just had a six pound baby. I'm at least going to lose six pounds. Yeah. And I weighed the exact same the when I left as I did, like when I got there. That math ain't math. No, I'm like, <laughs> I'm leaving with this baby and she is heavy. Like where, where does weight go? Right. But it messed with me. I remember that moment that I'm like, oh my gosh, like I lost all 18 pounds Mm -hmm. before I left the hospital with Oakley. And then it was just like, man, like it messed with me. But one thing I've noticed is like when I have, when I have control of my health, I have control of my life Mm -hmm. and not in an obsessive way, not in this, just like, you know, I can fall into that. Like how many calories, how this, but like when I'm exercising, when I'm eating better and all of that, it's so much easier for me to control everything else, you know? It's because you have a balance. You're focusing on health versus like the vanity portion. Yeah. But I still compare myself to that 16 year old girl Mm -hmm. at 32, you know, I'll be like, man, I don't look like I did when I was 16. Like, why? why don't we do that? <laughs> yeah. It's insane. You're, you're a kid. I'm like, like why do I look like that? <laughs> you're why a, you're a woman versus a, a yeah. teen. I've had two kids and I'm like, but anyway, I took my health back and I lost that weight and I've still been on like a healthy journey, but through this season of my life, I, I like to call it, I've been on a weight loss journey for years. It's like, I really have to remind myself that people are never going to remember me for how I look. They're Mm -hmm. never going to remember me for how much I weigh. Like they're not going to be like, man, Noelle, like really impacted me because she lost Mm -hmm. 30 pounds. Like they remember how you make them feel. Yeah. And they remember, you know, you telling your story to help them. But 
it is a struggle. It's mm-hmm. a struggle as like a person that works on social media, seeing yourself all the time mm-hmm. or going on these trips and like comparing yourself in these photos. But something I've had to remind myself and Drew tells me this all the time is he said, you look real. Yeah. He's like, you're relatable. Like you're a woman yeah. and he's obsessed with how I look. He and he is obsessed. Yes, I can attest is. to this. It's kind of gross. I'm like, Drew, <laughs> calm down. He gets so <laughs> mad when I'm like, oh, look at me. Like, look at this because he doesn't see that. Yeah. Like he, he is always the one that's building me up. But he's mm-hmm. like, one thing I love about you is that you're real. Yeah. He's like, your body looks real. Like your story, just everything, the impact you make is real and raw. And it's so easy to not walk in your calling and purpose because you're called up in how much you weigh. Yeah. I've seen so many people that won't give it their all and go all in on what God has called them to do because of how they look. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, if you could just get a hold of, it's not about how you look. Like it's about how you make people feel. Yeah people like they're sitting on their own potential. And I know because I've done it for Mm -hmm. a long time, but it's a constant battle. It's a constant battle. And I get it. If there's anything I can tell you, it's that you're not alone in all of that. So you tell us now how you feel like, tell us your story. Tell us how it is from your perspective. It seems like it's always all about gaining weight, Mm -hmm. right? It's all about this negative look. Like when you're on this side, like I am a size 12. Mm -hmm. I have been a size 18 before. Like I've been a size 16 and I've weighed, like I was talking to Drew. I was like, you know, what's so crazy is at one point I weighed 250 pounds, Mm -hmm. man, like just to be proud of how far you've come in that. But who cares? Yeah. Even if I still weigh that, like who cares? Yeah. But I feel like people always just automatically assume body dysmorphia and this like negative image is only attached to those people gaining weight Mm -hmm. and on that side. So I want to hear your story about where you are and what you've been through. Yeah. So for me, I've had the opposite experience. So all through preteen, teen, early adulthood, Oh, so skinny. I remember in high school sitting in earth science class, uh, 99 pounds, like, and it's funny because all throughout that time, it started like, I guess, uh, later high school, people would comment how skinny I was and I didn't think very much of it. And then as I got in college and adulthood, more and more people would always tell me how skinny I was. And they'd be like, oh my gosh, you need to eat a cheeseburger. You're so skinny. I wish I looked like you. And oh my goodness, do you even eat? Blah, 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 all these things. And then it started like, oh, well, I I guess I am skinny. Mm -hmm. Like my identity was never in how I looked. Like I didn't really realize I was skinny. It was just, this is my body. So the more attention that was drawn to it by other people and the more I was told how skinny I was, I noticed that that like started to become my identity. And so I started to feel like proud that I was skinny and I was happy that I was skinny because I would get all these compliments about how skinny I was. And Mm, it's like um, low key body shaming and like backhanded compliments. Yeah. And it like, I get, I feel weird saying this because like you said, society focuses on the people that are overweight or that are gaining weight or that want to become skinny. But it really sucks when people tell you to eat a cheeseburger. Like it just, it really does. It's so rude. (laughs) It It makes me so mad. It does. And so after years of hearing, like, I'm not, I'm not kidding you. It would be 
almost every time I left my house, someone would comment on my weight and Mm -hmm. they would think they're complimenting me, but it would get in my head. And then like, like I said, it was becoming my identity of being skinny. Mm -hmm. So I, when I lived in Indonesia, I think I went and I was like 102 at that point. And I was there for several months and you get sick and tired of eating curry for every meal, every day, like you get tired of it. So I found, I I lived in this flat, like that was above a mall, Mm -hmm. like a huge mall. And I think it was Surabaya or Jakarta. I can't remember where I was. And they had this little bread shop called bread talk. (laughs) Yeah. Noel, it was the best bread I've ever had in my life. <laughs> they had cheesy bre- bread, savory bread, like sweet breads, yeah. jam breads. I mean, like every type of bread you could possibly imagine it was there. And I was like, okay, this is a little slice of like American heaven mm-hmm. because I'm so sick of eating curry for everything. It got to where I was going to bread talk like every morning and getting bread for the day because like I just got so sick of eating all the Mm -hmm. other things. So by the end of my stint there, I gained weight and I was 112 pounds and Mm -hmm. it was the heaviest that I'd ever been. And I remember going back into the bedroom and I was like, I I remember I had a light, like highlighter green shirt on, these navy pants, (laughs) and I was holding my stomach and I was bawling because I was like, oh my God, I'm fat. Like I felt the weight of going from 102 to 112 and like that's so psychotic because like 112 pounds is not fat yeah but at the time my identity was you're so skinny yeah and I'd never weighed that before and I was like oh my gosh like I'm so fat and Mm -hmm. I just felt so fat and so I got home and I was like I'm not eating like I'm gonna restrict like I'm gonna get back down to 99 pounds and you know I'm getting older I'm going to like getting into adulthood at this point and like your body and your metabolism just isn't the same. Fast forward to I'm 30 now and I'm the heaviest that I've ever been. And I fluctuate now between like 120 to 123 pounds, you know, give or take. It just like fluctuates into that zone. And I struggle still to this day feeling like I'm fat because, because my identity got my identity became like, oh, you're so skinny. Mm -hmm. And the comments of, oh, you're so skinny have lessened because my metabolism is slowing down. I'm like, I'm a huge foodie. I freaking love food and I love to eat. And like my metabolism now at 30 is not what it was at 20. And because I was so used to being so bone thin, I struggle with having a more plump face. Like, Mm -hmm. and it's so stupid because by like doctors, dietitians, I am finally at a healthy weight. I'm not underweight for the first time in my life. Like mm-hmm. I'm right in that zone of what my average weight should be, yeah. what a healthy weight should be. And I, I've been used to being underweight my whole life. So like, even now I struggle with the weight that I have on me. And it's like, I'm embarrassed to even say that because I'm not like, logically, I know that I'm not fat, like Mm -hmm. by definition of a dietitian, by the scale number, like I know that I'm not that, but like I look in the mirror and I'm like, I want to be a hundred pounds again. Like I need to lose weight. I need to be that skinny. I need to have those uh, sentences said to me. And like, I would go to church and people at church, I remember specifically this one lady came up to me one day prior to me having this healthy weight. And she picked me up by my belt loops. (laughs) And she was like, honey, I can pick you up by your belt loops. You need to eat a cheeseburger. You again, why is it always a cheeseburger? (laughs) (laughs) And she was like, you need to gain weight, man. I wish I was your size. And like, it, it just, gets in your head yeah, it does. and then it's like screwed me up that I'm healthy now like I'm a 30 year old woman with a 30 year old woman's body yeah and I feel 
fat and I feel ugly. And it's because of what people have said to me over the years. So I'm on the opposite side of the coin of what Mm -hmm. you've experienced too. I used to never gain weight. I could eat what I want when I want. My metabolism was so fast and now it's slowed down. Like y'all, if you're not 30 yet and you're listening to this, (laughs) something happens in you when you turn 30 and your body, it does. (laughs) Like if people were telling me that and I didn't believe them, I was just like, oh, it's just like your routine or your lifestyle. No, like something physically happened in me. Yeah. in your skin too. I know when I turned 30, I noticed like the most drastic changes in my skin. Mm -hmm. It's like, where did all these little wrinkles and fine lines come from? It really does change. Yeah. So that's my experience with it. It's complete opposite. It's I'm at a healthy, normal, good weight right now. And I struggle with it. Yeah. It's almost like the enemy uses that against you because he knows it's a crack that he can like Mm -hmm. slither into, you know? From the outside looking in, you look exactly like so many women want to. Yeah. You know, it's like, man, she has my dream body. Like, I want to look like that. But it's like from the inside looking out, it's still an internal struggle. And I feel like that shows us that none of us are exempt from this. Like we all struggle with this, no Mm -hmm. matter what end of the spectrum you are on. Like it is an absolute struggle. Yeah. And if you're like me on the end of like, you've never gained weight, you're healthy, and you're normal and by societal definitions, you're skinny and you don't feel that you might be feeling like I have of, you can't voice that. Like Mm -hmm. you can't say, oh my gosh, I feel so fat today. Or you can't say that you've struggled with that because people are like, are you kidding me? Like, I want to look like you. And like, they get, they get mad at you for like feeling that way. And I'm just like, it's like an insult to certain people, but you're like, can I just have a moment to feel how I feel? Like this is how I feel. And I think that's why I love this podcast so much because we are sharing our stories and it's relatable. Like Mm -hmm. so many people feel like you feel so many people feel like I feel. And just because we both feel different doesn't mean that it's wrong. You know, I'm not like, it doesn't negate our experience. Like, cause I'm gaining weight and you're the perfect size. Like it doesn't make you wrong, you Mm -hmm. know? And I just, I can't wrap my mind around even saying that to you, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's like, it has become such an identity within all of us that we've all like got this skewed vision of like, you know, if she says she feels bad, it's an insult to me because I'm bigger than her, mm-hmm. you know, and no, it's just a proven fact that we all have insecurities and we all struggle. I think we could all do better at not being so offended over everything and just look at the heart of mm-hmm. the person and say like, man, she's struggling with this, yeah. you know, and just be there for each other. And I think we could all do better on not commenting on someone's weight, whether they're big or small. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm actually thankful for people doing that to me and it giving me a messed up (laughs) version of myself because I see what it's done to me. And I'm like, I never want to do that to someone else. Cause I've been guilty of being like, Oh my gosh, you're so small. Like you look so good or Mm -hmm. like based on their skinniness. And I don't do that anymore. Like I try very hard to never compliment someone's weight or mention their weight. It becomes their identity when you don't realize it. And the Bible emphasizes the importance of inner beauty over your external appearance. And one key passage that you could go back and read is in 1 Samuel 16, I think it's verse seven. And it states, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature because I have rejected him for the Lord sees not not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. And this verse just underscores that God's perspective values the internal qualities of a person 
more than the physical attributes. Your identity is rooted into who you are, what flows out of your heart, what flows out of your mouth. The Bible talks about some of the people that he used, they were short, they stuttered, like Mm -hmm. they weren't like, and I can't remember who it was, but one of them like, it basically says like he was kind of not the best looking man yeah. and like God uses those people and people respected them. People wanted to be around them because mm-hmm. of who they were. Yes. I love that. Also one of my, I've said it before on the podcast, one of my absolute favorite scriptures that I constantly have to recite to myself and like remind myself of is Psalms one thirty nine fourteen, And it's a, oh gosh, it's such a powerful affirmation of God's creation, which is you. And it says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. And that last part, I know that full well is what so many women struggle with. Mm-hmm. You can know the scripture, you can recite the scripture, you can even believe in this scripture mm-hmm. for everyone. But how many of us can say that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made? I know that full well. Yeah. Okay, so now how do we pivot into having that positive body image? So we're going to give you some pointers to work to create a positive body image. So this one's going to be a hot take, but the first one mm-hmm. is to detox from social media a little bit, whether that's several weeks or months, that can give you the space and the mental clarity to reset your self-image and your body image because you're not constantly intaking what other women look like, what they're eating day in the life. Like I eat this, this, and this, and it's an almond, a raisin, and a walnut. You know what I mean? Like, or, or it's pizza and it's cheeseburgers and it's ice cream. Like Mm -hmm. either way, sometimes we're like, I wish I could do that or I'm going to do that. So reset, get off of social media, stop taking that in because it 100% affects how you view yourself even when you don't realize it. Yeah. All right. Number two, create multiple lists of the top things that you like about yourself. I love this. Mm -hmm. I feel like this is challenging and I've done this before and I've held the pencil on the piece of paper and I'm like, I can't even think of one thing, you know, but I challenge and I always challenge girls like in my mentorship to do this. And I'm like, listen, it's a struggle at first, Mm -hmm. but once you start doing this, you are going to roll with it. And it's like, man, I have all of these incredible things on the inside of me. Our pastor years ago challenged us in one of his sermons to create a list of a hundred mm-hmm. things. I remember, Do you remember that? that. Yes. Uh, he, he said, write a list of a hundred things uh, like positive about yourself. And I remember like his message was so good. I was fired up. Like yeah. I went home, I opened the notes app on my phone and I couldn't write one thing. I know. And I was shocked at that. And I struggled with that. And I was like, God, like help me see the good in myself. I had such a negative self-image and it will absolutely change your perspective. If you have to ask people like, Hey, can you help me start this list? Do that. I had to do that. Like Mm -hmm. I had to go to my best friends and mean like, can you help me like start this list and then get some help and then it's going to flow. And I I don't know, maybe it was like three years ago. I can't quite, it's been a, a while. I still have that on my phone and I like frequently, well, not frequently, I guess I go back every now and then. And if I'm having like a really bad day, I'll read that list of a hundred things and I'm like, okay, okay. I feel fired up. Yeah. Yeah. So do that, put it on, put it somewhere you can refer back to, cause I promise you it is going to make an impact. Yeah. I had 15 things on my list and it was like a struggle to get the 15, but I remember asking Drew, like, hey, will you write 15 things yeah. that you feel like and then comparing them and then being like, oh, yeah, 
I am really good at that. Or like, oh yeah. And then some of the things just completely shock you because Mm -hmm. you don't see that in yourself. And once you get in a flow, like you're like, man, I'm pretty great. And it's like, (laughs) it's awesome. Yeah. So number three is surround yourself with loving, positive people, whether that's in real life or online, like you, I mean, I've formed a lot of online friendships because of my business, but find the people that pour into you that give you a positive view and feed off of that. There's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that. As long as your identity is not becoming in what they say about you, the idea here is to have them help you uncover that about yourself. Yeah, I think it's important that the people in negative situations, that they're trying to help you solve the problem, Mm -hmm. not continue to let the problem grow. And I feel like that's a lot of the time we surround ourselves with these negative people that misery loves company. So look for people. This is something I look for in people like, are they problem solvers? And if I take my problem to them, they're not going to discount what I'm going through, but they're going to help me work through it. Yeah. Number four is an actual like therapeutic technique. So this is for several days or as long as it takes truly jot down negative things that you say about yourself, the way that you view yourself, think about your body, whatever it is, and then rewrite those messages in a more self-respecting way. Mm -hmm. So take that negative thought, flip it and change it into something positive, something that's a respectful sentence about yourself. Yeah. I remember when I was postpartum that I went in because I had postpartum depression and one of the issues was my body had changed Mm -hmm. and it was like it had changed completely. And in therapy one time, she told me, she said, rather than saying like my body is destroyed from having kids, Mm -hmm. say like my body was a safe place for me to grow my kids, like a safe place for me to bake my kids or whatever you want to call it, you know, but that was so powerful to me. Like, man, my body was a safe place for them for nine months. That's powerful. Yeah. Rather than saying like my body's destroyed (laughs) from these kids is turn it around into a positive. So that's a good example to use. For me, it would be like, instead of I'm pudgy, I'm healthy. Like yeah. I'm actually healthy For once now. in my life, yeah. I'm healthy. Yeah. Okay. Redefine beauty in a less superficial way. Oof. That's juicy. Mm-hmm. You really break that down. That <laughs> That's, that's juicy. Yeah. Focus on what is beautiful inside of you. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy on social media. Like when we told you to detox social, social media, it's because that really is the root of a lot of insecurity. Mm -hmm. And so focus on what is on the inside of you. That's beautiful. And if you really think about it, think of the people that you admire, respect, or that like you follow on social media and that you really like, yeah, they might be pretty. Yeah. They might dress well, but is that really why you follow them? Probably not. It's because they make you laugh or they make you feel inspired or they have a good personality or they're really inspirational because they're a powerhouse alpha. That's the way I view you, Noelle. Like (laughs) most of the time, if we really break down why we connect with someone, it's not because of how they look. Mm -mm. And it's not, I don't remember people that are, are gorgeous. Like I have friends that are absolutely gorgeous and yeah, I acknowledge that fleetingly, but I don't, don't, I don't think about it. Yeah. Like, I don't look at, yeah. I don't look at you be like, I'm Noelle's friend because she's pretty. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, it's because like you, Please don't. yeah, it's, it, if you really <laughs> oh, break gosh. that down, I, I guarantee you, you're not like thinking of these people crazy. because of how they look. Yeah. It sounds so crazy. So that's a good reminder. Yeah. I had someone tell me the other day I got so cracked up, but she was like, you should be a butthole for how you look. 
And I was like, thank you. She was like, but you're one of the nicest people like I've ever met. She said, and I say that like out of love. She was like that. It really has surprised me like how kind you are. And I was like, well, that's the best compliment I think ever. And that also like, let's flip the coin here. Some of the people you dislike on social media or people that you've met, you probably don't dislike them because they're pretty. They might just be a butthole. They might just be rude. And like, again, like you don't make your connections or your thoughts based on how someone looks most of the time, maybe like your initial impression, but it's usually always coming from the inside. Yeah. Okay. Take your own comfort into consideration when choosing close look at us right now I wish somebody could see us right now we need to be filming this if you can see what we have on this would like bring this visual to life oh yeah 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 yeah. that's so great we yeah we're in mismatched socks and well Noel has a cute set on I am quite mismatched I came in with uh socks and crocs on I have on Christmas socks (laughs) with my cute matching set so yes I agree take your own comfort into consideration when choosing clothes I actually can say that about me I will I love comfort over beauty Mm -hmm. like I am all for being comfortable I will not wear heels if they hurt I will not wear things if it's not comfortable I don't care what you think about me like I'm going to be comfortable (laughs) but a lot of women can't they're not that way yeah and you can still be comfortable and stylish too so like find things that are comfy and cute and you'll feel better about yourself yeah that's your brand like that's you to Mm -hmm. a t is like cute and comfy Mm -hmm. i'm like cute and comfy at home yeah i always have my pajamas on but it's like if i'm going out i'm the friend that like i'm like i'm uncomfortable and i'm fine with it you know (laughs) but then i get home and i'm like oh my gosh my pajamas like people laugh about my pajamas i'm like it's because that's like that's my company. Yeah, like I'll meet Noelle out for lunch or something. Like, and she'll be like, Yeah, I'm just dressing comfortable today or I'm dressing down. And she will still be dressed to the nines. And like, I really actually dress down. And I'm like, I, I just know to expect this from Noelle. Yeah. And I'm comfortable in myself. Yeah. And it's, it's a good dynamic there. So, lastly, explore activities that allow you to discover how your body works and what it can really do. And that's going to be different for every woman. All of our activity levels are going to be different. So you can't compare someone who can run on the treadmill for five miles a day. And when you can only do one, that does not matter. I'm like here to say if, if you can only do one mile or no miles and someone can do more than that, that doesn't matter. Your body can do what your body can do and do what it can. Yeah. Be proud of that. Be proud of what your body can do. I know when I went through that season of losing a lot of weight, I was doing CrossFit and I wasn't doing CrossFit to get skinny. Mm -hmm. I was doing CrossFit because it made me feel empowered. It made me feel strong. Like, no, I was not slinging weights like everybody else, you know, but I felt like I was like, I would pick those weights up. Like here I am, you know, but it was empowerment on man. Like I'm getting stronger. Mm -hmm. And so try that, like try going to a group, a group fitness class, Mm -hmm. because it is, it's so empowering. I feel like at first I was insecure, like, oh my gosh, I'm weak sauce up in here. (laughs) But then it gives you like that drive and that motivation. Like, no, I'm going to keep going. Like I'm going to keep showing up. That's something I can always do for myself that makes me feel empowered. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say the opposite of that because <laughs> I am the, I think that's good. And a lot yeah. of women need that, but I'm the opposite. I will not go to a public gym. I will not yeah. work out with people. I it's, I'm uncomfortable with it. Not because yeah. I'm embarrassed. It's just like going to the gym is like having sex to me. It, you don't think about what other people are thinking of you when you're having <laughs> yeah. sex, but you it's private. Yeah. And I'm like, that's the gym for me. Like working <laughs> out is like, I don't care what you think about me, but it's 
private to me. So like I'm the exact opposite. I work out at home alone. We have a home gym and like I do better in that setting because I can really focus on myself and do what I need to do no matter what it looks like. If that's you, that's okay too, because I, I, I totally get that. So we want to end this out. I know we went longer in this episode, but man, it was such a needed episode for people. I want you guys to listen to this, take it in, assess if you identify with some of these things and if you have a negative body image and really focus on balancing that out. So we want to invite you to revive your spirit by meditating on the scripture. It's the one that we said earlier, Psalm 139, 14. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Focus on that last part. Work on being able to say, I know full well that I am fearfully and wonderfully made from the inside out. And if you want to go deeper, download our seven-day guide to revive your spirit in the show notes. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.